0: A podcast one production. So let me set the scene for you. It's May of 2017. And the greatest player of Go... The 2,500-year-old Chinese game is sitting before a press conference, basically with his head in his hands, because this greatest player in the world named KG has just lost three out of three matches to a computer program called AlphaGo. Now, he had played that computer program a year before, and the computer program had won some of the games and lost some of the games, but this time it had completely wiped Kijay out and someone in the audience asked Kijay what was it like you played AlphaGo last year you played him this year and Kijay just said this year it was like playing a god G'day, I'm Mark Pesci. The coming next billion seconds are the most important in human history as technology transforms the way we live and work. And in this special episode, we're going to take a look at a bit of breaking news in the field of artificial intelligence because something's just happened that can tell us a lot. And it tells us about how much we've learned about how to teach computers to learn. All right, so let's step back. 2,500 years ago, Go emerges in China as a board game. And Go was so important to Chinese culture that it was considered one of the four virtues that every cultivated person in Chinese culture had to know. You had to know how to play Go if you were going to be considered a cultivated person. Now, Go is not like other games like chess or checkers. If you can remember about a decade ago... A program called Deep Blue beat the best chess player in the world. It did that because it was able to outthink the human. It was able to pick every possible move on the board and try them all out and then pick the best of those possible moves. And this is called a brute force solution because you can just basically outthink a human being. Well, in a go game with just these little white and black pebbles, The number of possible moves at any point in time is 10 trillion, 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 trillion. That's 10 with 60 zeros. And there's no computer in the world that is that fast or that smart. So the only way that you can get good at playing Go is by being good. You can't just outthink your opponent. Now, this problem has hung out here for decades as probably the hardest thing for a computer to do. People can do it. People can be really good at it. Computers have never been good at it. So in 2014, a group of researchers working for Google in London decided they were going to have a whack at the problem. And what they did was they built a computer program that was capable of learning. And so they programmed the rules of going in it, and then they set it to play other Go programs and also some just really bad human players and every move that it would make it would take a look at that move and figure out whether that move was a good move or a bad move and then sort of learn from that and for a long time this was just a really really bad computer program and they gave it the name AlphaGo because they were trying to make a Go playing computer program but it really wasn't very good and then it learned, and it continued to improve, and eventually it was good enough to pretty much beat almost any of the other computer programs that had been written that could play Go. Finally, over a year later, AlphaGo defeated a man named Fan Wei. He was the European Go champion. Now, he's the champion in Europe. He wasn't that good. Go has nine levels of Grandmaster. He was only level two. But that was the first time that a computer program had ever defeated a grandmaster in Go. Now, at this point in time, what happened was very clever because AlphaGo had been getting better by playing humans and by playing these other weaker computer programs that had been taught to play Go. Now, what the folks at AlphaGo did was they actually started to get AlphaGo to play itself in game. So it would be both sides in the game. And so it would be learning not just from human players, and it was now playing a better class of human players, but it was also playing itself, and itself was also a better class of player of Go. And five months later, it beat an opponent named Lee Sidal. Now, Lee Sidal was a ninth Dan. That is a top-level grandmaster of Go. That's a big thing because that meant that you finally had a world class. So basically a computer program that could beat one of the top level of the players of Go. It took about another year. So we go from March of last year to May of this year. And you get KG being filmed, being beaten badly by AlphaGo. This was the story that I opened with. The Chinese government was actually set up to broadcast this live into China. And at the last minute, they decided to pull the broadcast because maybe, we don't know, they didn't want to see a Chinese national being beaten by a computer. Not long after that happened, the folks who created AlphaGo decided that they were going to retire AlphaGo because it had no one left to beat. It was the best Go player there had ever been. And it had gotten good because it had made all of these mistakes. This is the key thing. We think about artificial intelligence as computers being smart. Really, the whole operating principle here is it's about computers being really stupid, but learning from their mistakes, just like we do. And so what happened was we got to teach the computer how to learn from its mistakes. And it got so good at learning from those mistakes, it could beat any human player. Now, that's where things left, basically around June of this year. At The same time, there were other groups of researchers who were teaching computers how to play good old fashioned video games, games like Pong, where you just basically have two paddles and a ball between them. And they did something very clever because they didn't teach the computers the rules of Pong, they basically just handed the computer the paddles. That was it. And then the computer sort of had to just sort of try things, just flip things around and, and take a look at what happened and learn from just flapping around. And eventually it would learn enough that it would actually start to bat the ball back to the opponent and the opponent would bat the ball back and it would try something else. And what you would see is that from not knowing anything, anything about how Pong should work just by trial and error. And from learning from all of those mistakes, these computers, after a couple of weeks, could get to be really good players of games like Pong and Space Invaders and Pac-Man. So apparently last month, the folks at AlphaGo decided that they were going to try this same idea in Go. And so what they did was they created a version of AlphaGo that had basically knew nothing about Go. It knew the rules of Go, but it was never going to play anyone else. The only thing it was ever going to do is play itself over and over and over again. It turns out that worked out a lot better than anyone had imagined because within three days, it was already good enough to defeat Lee Sedol. So that's that European Go player who was ranked the second level. In 21 days, so three weeks, it was good enough to beat KG. So from nothing to 21 days, it had gotten smart enough that it could beat any human player. And by the end of 40 days, it could beat any other version of AlphaGo. And so it became the best Go player that had ever been. Now consider, it took three years for AlphaGo to get that good. AlphaGo Zero did that in 40 days. Now, the co-founder of DeepMind works for Google. He said, AlphaGo Zero is so powerful because it was no longer constrained by the limits of human knowledge. Now, I know you're wondering, does that mean Skynet exists? No, no. No. But it's a big leap forward in learning how to teach computers how to learn. And it means that left to their own devices, things can now get very smart. That's important because the world is getting complicated and we are going to need all of the help we can get because this isn't a competition. This isn't a game. There are no winners and losers. There are just ways that work well for us. And we all get a say in that. I hope this chat about artificial intelligence has got you to thinking, and if so, we'd like to hear from you. Drop by our LinkedIn page, send us a message on Twitter, visit our website at nextbillionseconds.com. Tell us what you want to know about the future, what you want to learn about the future, and we'll do our best to bring it to you on a future episode. The Next Billion Seconds is recorded for Podcast One. Recording and production assistance is provided by Alex Mitchell. Audio production by Nick Slater music by kirk godfrey for more episodes head to podcastone.com.au or the podcast one app this is mark pesci thanking you for listening